Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney, are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. going. Welcome to Habs Unfiltered, episode 278. I'm your host, Blaine Putvin, and I'm joined now by a returning special host, Matt Smith. Good evening. So glad you're back. I'm happy to be back as well, at least behind the mic. I don't know about being home, but uh, I'm happy yeah. to be do- I'm happy to be doing this again. I've really missed you because uh, I've had to put up with Treg the entire time, and uh, you you actually wear clothing like shirts and pants. And <laughs> he's just getting more. He's just getting more. He's just getting bigger every time I see him. Swole. He's swole. Yeah, because he's really <laughs> he's really taking up the taking up the picture every time we talk. Yeah. Right. So you every know what? Time. I got to admit though, uh, good on him though. He's he's looking good. Yeah. Uh, it's too bad that he couldn't make the show. He's not uh, he's not really feeling it tonight. But uh, we don't wish him all the best. And with his uh, turn, with his uh, uh, competition coming up, I, I hope he does well. Like he's uh, he's putting in the work. And uh, if you guys haven't seen him, go and check out his uh, his Twitter handle or your Instagram. Like you can tell the guys put in a lot of work, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty damn proud of him. It's, it takes a lot of commitment to do something like that. Yeah. Now he's all he's all squishy. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure his wife really appreciates it of course <laughs> tina's already said she's not a big fan of muscle heads yet there he is hey he's he's doing a pretty good job he is. to be brutally he honest is. he's doing really well absolutely so um for this episode we're going to cover a few odds and ends uh there's some talk about trades. There's some rookie tournament talk, and we could talk about some of the players in that rookie tournament. So, but we could start with the basic rumors going around, and I don't think it takes a genius or an insider to figure this out. But Kent Hughes is working the phones to move one of his 17 million forwards. He has to. Yeah. It's, uh, some, people, some people were saying, oh, we just need to make a move. He doesn't need this. They can put them yeah, down, uh, you know, send them down to the AHL, et cetera. I'm like, no, you don't want to do that. Especially if it's uh, if it's a guy making some money, you don't want to just throw him down there or a, or a veteran player that could uh, make a difference on another team. I mean, even if you move the guys down that 
are waiver exempt, like Slavkovsky. If you right. shove him down to the minors to uh, to hold on to the guys that are under NHL contracts and currently on the roster, minus the three that are hurt right now. So you have um, uh, Drouet, Byron, and Monahan, Monahan yeah. who on the first day may not be there. One of them might. Uh, there's talk that maybe Byron might be ready. Right. But assuming all three are still hurt, you've still got 13 or 14 forwards. So you move right. move Slavkovsky down. What if he was what if he earned a spot? Yeah. Now you're you're hurting you're hurting the culture that you're trying to build. So well, if you look just at yeah. some of the just look at some of the forwards that aren't waivers exempt, I'll name off a few of them. And a few of these guys people have talked about in either recent trades or they've said we'll just put them down in the AHL. Um, some of those people would include Byron, obviously, um, Rem Pitlick, who I, I, I thought played very well for them, and he or he earned that uh, extension. He's likely going to be a third, fourth line guy, but uh, again, you got to find a place for him. Michael Pizzetta. It's a it's a guy that he's gonna yeah. he he's got his he got his one uh, his one year contract he's back he's a guy that he would probably uh, be lost on waivers I think I think so I, I think so I think he would be um, Jake Evans obviously yeah and we'll throw in a guy like um, well even we'll even look at the defense um, who which needs help is they're probably gonna try to do a forward for a defenseman. Um, but guys like uh, Baron Schooneman, those are the guys that uh, you're going to want to more or less keep at the NHL level. Well, you're going to need seven defensemen. Right. So you're looking at guys like if they if they want to go that uh, that route where they're going to keep some guys on the NHL uh, on the NHL roster that are waivers exempt. Uh, or that aren't wait or that yeah that are waivers exempt. Um, that I'm wondering like what's going to happen with guys like Norlander, uh, Leskinen, uh, Jordan Harris, those kind of guys because those those can just kind of be put down and, and and it kind of points to the direction right now that those guys are going to start Laval. Well, I think the majority of the defensemen might because there's going to be very few spots. So there's on the right side you got. Uh, you got Baron and maybe Jordan Harris will compete for that spot as well. And on the left, Gooley, Harris, Norlander, there's only one of them that's going to get to play right. and they're all waivers exempt. So it doesn't really matter yeah. at that point for really, it's all about development, but up front, you don't want to be dropping guys on waivers and no, you don't. losing them. Uh, you, no one, no one's going to claim Byron uh, at 3.4 million, even if it's an expiring contract. Three point four million for a bottom six player is a lot of money. Yeah. So, I just, I, I, in a way, I just can't see them throwing him on waivers. You can. They did it last year and the year before. It's a new management group, granted. Yeah. But, but it's like, but that was uh, more. That was the uh, what was it called? The uh, the little small team that was playing with them. The with the little, you know what I mean? Yeah. The like the. The extended roster that they had. I don't remember what it was called now. Yeah, that taxi squad. Yeah, taxi stuff. squad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which fine, but uh I mean, you shove him down into the minors, now you're losing someone from your leadership group. 
I can't see anyone wanting to trade for him either. So, and Hughes has already stuck. said that he's not going to move a contract or move prospects and picks with a contract to just to move a contract. So, yeah, right yeah, now gonna, I, he wants to get rid of cap too. Yeah, he does. So I, I kind of applaud him for not doing that. And so far, he hasn't he hasn't made a move like that. And I and I'm very happy that he hasn't. I just hope that he sticks to his word and uh, he doesn't do something like that. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind him moving a guy out for futures. Just say, right. here, here's Mike Hoffman. Don't uh, give but, us anything. Right. But that's, and I'm, and I'd be okay with something yeah. like that. But I'm not, I'm, I'm going to say, like, we're going to give you Mike Hoffman for futures, but we also are going to throw a second round pick in there. We're going to throw this no, too sweet no, in the no, deal. No, like, I don't want to see anything yeah. like that happen. I wouldn't. It, so, before you even try to hand off picks to get rid of them, more than likely you'd have to take back a contract. So if, if it's, you know, you you don't want to take on more cap unless it's a one-year contract. I mean, I can see him finagling it for that. Sure. But the Canadians right now have, because they have quite a few expiring contracts going into next year. So either the guys are going to play hard for the contracts in uh, Drouin, Monaghan, Dadnov, et cetera. Or they're simply going to be gone after the next season, after this season. I think it's going to be both. I think they're all going to play hard for contracts and they're all going to be gone. I know there was talk that maybe Monahan will stay if he does well, but I don't see him fitting in long-term with this group. I see him more, he was taken on as a cap dump because they offered a first with him. So if they can get another pick or another prospect out of the deal, even better. Uh, Drew Wang. I think this is his last year with the Canadians, whether or not he actually breaks out and stays healthy come deadline, they're going to trade him for whatever they can get. Hopefully if he's doing well, they can get a first same thing with Dadnov. Right. right. So. But, but they need to drop now, somebody we, yeah, right now. All we, all, all we can do right now is speculate and they're on all those. Yeah. It's all the usual um, suspects that are out there. Um, the guys like um, Armia and Byron and Hoffman yeah. and those kind of people, but a lot of those contracts they're going to have to give them away either for nothing, which I'd be okay with, obviously, or they'd have to sweeten the pot. And we're getting closer now to training camp, so something's going to get done. Uh, it could be, you know, something from left field. If by tr- by the uh, the first game of the season Anderson's traded out, you know that's gonna that's gonna piss off a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. But I don't see him moving unless they get something significant. No, so. he was, he's a guy that uh, he's a guy that I kind of have in my leadership group for this team. Yeah. Even though he's not wearing a letter, I think that he's gonna he's gonna uh, do very good things for this team. I think so. Uh, he was he always held himself uh accountable uh, since he's been a canadian yep. so i don't see why that would change now for, for me it's um, when he went and talked to primo that day it still sticks with me yeah and i, and I think that was yeah. pretty big on him yeah uh, keep your chin up kid uh yeah. you, you know you got an echl team in front of you that's right <laughs> so, <laughs> um so speaking of uh, trades uh kind of related sort of i mean lundquist has been a defenseman that has been tied to the Canadians now for a little while. Yeah. And 
today, the 19th of September, he was traded to Dallas for a first-round pick, a 2023 top-10 protected first-round pick that if Dallas finishes in the top-10 of the picks, it's protected, so it would be a 2024 pick. So looking at the return that the Rangers got for him, I'm glad that the Canadians didn't try to one-up Dallas. Yeah. Even though Lundqvist would be an excellent fit, giving up a first-round pick for a team that's rebuilding, that for a guy that you're kind of not sure he can really reach his potential, I, I, I don't know. I'm glad right. they didn't do it. He was a guy that performed very well when he played um, in the uh, in the Swedish Hockey League, came over to North America, put up a big three or four points in the in in 20 25 games that he played with the Rangers. Uh, went down to Hartford. I think he was a you know half a game about half a point a game player, uh, maybe two or three goals, something like that. Uh, he was a late first round pick in 2018, so I can see the first round pick for for a first round pick mentality there. However, um, Dallas has clearly taken a chance. Uh, they lost a guy in, um, Oh my God, it slipped right off the tip of my tongue. John Klimberg, John Klimberg. Yeah. Yeah. They lost him. And, um, you know, Steven Johns is gone. A couple other guys that were in their system. They're taking a chance on him. And it's either going to pay off or they just wasted a first round pick. Yeah. And with Dallas, uh, Lundquist was looking for an opportunity to play in, in New York. He wasn't going to get that. They're no, set. No, on with, with, uh, with, with Schneider um, coming up, Kandre Miller, et cetera. These, uh, these young guys have really Fox, taken his spot. Fox, Truba. Yes. Yeah. They've really he had, taken that he had spot. No, he had no lane there to step up. So. Yeah. For, for his career, this is a good move. Um, yeah. I, forgot Ryan, taking I forgot Ryan Lindgren as well. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But on the right side, you got Truba, you got Schneider, you got uh, you got Fox. He had no path there in New York. So yeah. going down to Dallas where they've lost Klingberg and they needed somebody to step in. There's, I'm going to be honest, he's not a replacement for Klingberg. I don't think he will be able to do that no. for a few more years. But he will be given a top four role. And that's what he was looking for. He's going to be now, given he a might, Yeah, and he, he might reach his potential or he might bust. But f- for the Canadians and where they're at, Dallas is clearly a team that's competing for a, a playoff spot at the very least, whereas the Canadians are a rebuilding team. So giving right. up a first, that that's a bit, it's a bit dicey, unless they wanted Florida's first-round pick. But Dallas won up that, so... Right. I'm happy that uh, I'm happy they didn't make that deal. I agree. I'm 100% on that. Now, talking about picks and rookies, we're going to move on to the rookie tournament. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think anyone really cared whether the Canadians rookies won or lost any of the games. People were just watching to see how each player did because this is a group of players that have never played together before. Yep. They were just thrown together, no practices, thrown on the ice, and they even changed the lineups between games. So there was no way for these guys to build any kind of chemistry. So you had to watch their games and individuals. Right. Now, a few of them stood out. You have a couple that you really, really enjoyed. So I think that the the standout 
uh, for me was uh, Owen Beck. And I and I, I think a lot and I think a lot of people could agree with that. Uh, for a guy that only played his first OHL season last year, to come out and play the way that he did, work his way up the lineup. Um, I thought that he looked really good. A lot of people were calling him uh, Shane Wright Light. Um, yeah, but I but yeah. uh, for for a guy that uh, I said only played his first OHL season last year to play the way that he did. He always looked dangerous when he was on the ice. He had a few missteps here and there, but it wasn't anything that we can't deal with. And I, I think he performed very, very well. See, I, I know everyone's saying Shane Wright light, but when I was watching him play the way he positioned himself, how he had a stick in the right lanes at all times, he was on the defensive side of the puck. He had good speed and he was able to create offense off the rush and on a cycle. He kind of reminded me of Plekinets. Right. And if that's what he turns into, holy shit, that's a home run. Yeah. But as of right now, that tournament, that showed to me that he is going to get a contract. Guaranteed he's getting well, a contract. Well, even if... Uh... I, I could see him. I think there are 46 contracts right now or something like that. Um, They're going to wait for a bit. I could see, I could see him getting one of those contracts, right? Cap limit. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's, you know, it's a 50, it's a 50 for a cap limit. Um, I could see him getting an entry level deal. Obviously he would have to go back to Mississauga if he didn't make the Canadians. I can't see him making that jump. However, mm-hmm entry-level deal in hand, all of a sudden you go to Mississauga where you put out 51 points in your first season in 68 games. You're probably going to have a call from Hockey Canada for the upcoming World Junior Tournament in Moncton and Halifax. They would be stupid not to have him at their camp. Right, so I could see them giving him that contract to bring him to the main camp, seeing what the kids got in them and then sending him back to Mississauga, you know, uh, contract in hand, let's see what you got. And and from then on in, you're on the payroll. It's really up to you to, um, you know, put your foot on the gas and, and uh, kind of carve your own path and your, in your own development. Right. And, and, and get to that next level. Well, I think, uh, with Mississauga, he's going to be given a larger role. Uh, yes. He was, he kind of, he started off as a fourth liner, given some minor minutes, and he worked his way up until the, till he became indispensable to his team. And yeah. he's going to walk into this season in that role. I mean, he didn't get a lot of uh, attention because of Dal Cole. Uh, not not Dal Cole. Cole. That's uh, um, that Bell Belouz or whatever his name Bell was. Bell Belouz, yeah, right. Del yeah, Bell Belouz the... uh, went to Columbus. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, because of him, he didn't get as much attention, but he was a very important piece of that team, and I think he's going to be on a larger right. part of that this year. Um, and honestly, in this rookie tournament, in his couple of games that he played, he didn't really wow anybody with any spectacular plays like he wasn't dangling people or stick handling in a phone book he did all the little things right 
And that style of game translates extremely well. Yeah, I thought he showed pro ranks. I thought he showed really good speed on that one goal, that first goal that he got. He did. The yeah. Second one where he goes to the net, gets taken down, still takes a shot and scores. I I thought that he was very impressive. Sign the kid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they're going to give him a contract eventually this season, but uh, for now, uh, I really enjoyed watching how he would take this uh, build speed on the outside, and he was able to cut in towards right. the net he had good strength uh lower body core strength which is uh seems to be a, a theme with the canadians now yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not the bicep club anymore it's the quad club yeah so uh, i think he did extremely well i think he showed uh really good individual skills and i'm really looking forward to what he's going to do in mississauga right now there were some other players uh one that i kind of liked I have some questions about, but I liked what he did, and that was Emil Heinemann. Okay. He had good. Uh, he had good north-south speed. Yeah. Um, he has a good shot. Uh, he's got good frame. He's able to uh, use his size well enough to win some board battles and uh, forecheck and win those those puck races and protect the puck. But there's holes to his game. He's still raw. Yes. So I fully expect him to go back to Europe because uh, according to, was it uh, Patrick Brex- Bexel of uh, yep. Habs Eyes on the Prize? It's either the NHL or Sweden, according to the contract that he has because he wasn't a first-round pick and he's not a first-round pick of the team he's with now. It's one or the other and it's, it's going to be Europe. Yeah, and, I, and, I'd, and I'd, have, uh, I'd have no problem with that. No. No, neither would I. I think it's unfortunate that he missed out on his opportunity to get some games in North America last uh, last playoff run for Laval, uh, considering you know he got injured. But if he can go back to uh, the SHL and he could take another step, uh, I think if he cleaned up his game a little bit defensively and uh, kind of played a smarter offensive game, he doesn't have to become an East-West player. He can no. stay North-South. But, uh, but just be, a little just, bit of the, just, uh, just clean them up a little bit defensively. Yeah, and that's that's development. That's gonna yeah. just some time. Yeah. Uh, he's he's twenty years old, twenty one years old. Yeah, couple more years, he'll be ready. And yeah. but he's got good speed. Better. He's got a great shot. Yeah. Maybe maybe he gets pushed down eventually on the depth chart, or he works his way up. Either way, I think he's he's a decent uh, prospect, and he showed well in this short rookie tournament yeah he did now was who who is it uh another player for you i'm gonna do two at the same time i'll go with charlottetown Ooh. charlottetown teammates. three yeah <laughs> i'll do charlottetown <laughs> islanders uh, teammates uh xavier simino and william trudeau good call right I really so, enjoyed watching them play. right so for simino for being such a small player um yeah. very hard nose was going to the net um finished off uh, a very pretty pla- passing play and that last pass was from trudeau his teammate in charlottetown um, it was so amazing it made the the internet glitch yeah yeah i thought that uh i thought that they they both played quite well but uh uh didn't really know much about trudeau um going into this one i know i knew that he was a you know he was a defenseman he played for charlottetown that's pretty much all i knew um but uh, when you play behind a guy like Lucas Cormier in Charlottetown, 
you're not going to be really getting um, all those offensive opportunities that he would like. You're talking about an 80 plus point defenseman who put up 30 yeah. plus goals. Um, but I thought he played very well, both sides of the ice. He was getting pucks on net, which is what you like to see from your defenseman, not just, uh, you know, shoot it and hope it hits something. Um, he, he had good, accurate shots on net. I thought he played a good two-way game. He had good speed. He made some good passes. Um, and I thought that he looked better than some of the guys that are going to be going for NHL jobs. Uh, yeah, I mean, those guys going for NHL jobs are also pacing themselves. Whereas That's true. Trudeau's That's trying true. to That's true. push his way into the main camp. Right. Uh, he he might have done enough to get that main camp call up. He could have. He could have. But, but uh, you're right. But, He's playing but, uh, but behind I, Cormier. He's not getting yeah. all that uh, that attention. So but next, but this, this is year, his way of the, doing it. But this, but this year he will. Because Cormier is going to oh, be yeah. jumping up to the AHL. So. Absolutely. Or and, depending uh, on what Vegas does with all their with all their players, then you know, maybe he'll be playing for Vegas. Because I'm not gonna yeah. have any players left, right? But never know. Yeah. Uh, I just found it odd that uh you go on Twitter and everybody's demanding that he that he get traded. I mean, you look at the hashtag Trudeau must go everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, most of them are freaking bot accounts. I don't know why right. everyone hates William Trudeau so much. I don't know. Don't get it. It's baffling. Uh, I mean, but uh, <laughs> before we make this a thing, <laughs> uh, going into uh, going really quick into Seminole, though, as I said, for a guy that's five foot seven, um, he played uh, he played very hard, and it was really um, disheartening for me. And I was I was kind of uh, I was kind of pissed when he got uh, injured last season because he was on an absolute tear. Like in forty eight games, he put up eighty six points. Like he was on an absolute tear, and then he came back for the the end of the season into the playoffs, put up twenty one points in fourteen games in the playoffs, and I just wish that he could have played that full season to see. Uh, the Canadians would have had with him. There's no way that he wouldn't hit hundred points. They would have had him, Riley Kidney, and Joshua Roy all at hundred plus points in the same league, and I thought that would have been just fantastic for their um, for their prospect pool and just to be like, hey, look what we did. For a, well, I'm, for a, for I'm a, calling a, it now. For a, a second round pick, a fifth round pick, and a sixth, uh, or a second, a fifth, and Seventh. a sixth. Right? Yeah. So um, I'm calling it now. You're good. All three are going to have 100 plus points this year. Well, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if uh, Seminole will, as he's probably going to be in the AHL, but. Eh. All right. But <laughs> I, I didn't but say I'm, what I'm, league. Right. But I'm, yeah. <laughs> but I'm liking what they're doing with these kind of players. Yeah. Like they, they've done it with, uh, they've done it with Semino. They did it with Harvey Pernard. Uh, now they've done it with uh, Tornigay, who who they're going to give a chance to. He was a, a former pick of, I want to say Pittsburgh, but I don't think it was Pittsburgh. It might have been Anaheim. I don't think he was drafted before. I'm looking at that. I think he, I think he dropped out. But uh, on Semino, <laughs> I loved I loved the way he attacked the net. He played. He had a little bit of that Gallagher esque style. Right. The small guy barreling to the net, and there was one point in the game against Ottawa. He went up against a six foot four player, right, and won. Like he he outmuscled this big dude in one position, and in a tussle in a little wrestling match afterwards, still came out on top. Yeah, you got to admire that level of tenacity 
So I, I'm not going to bet against this kid uh, when he does finally make the jump to the pros. And I don't know. It could be the next Harvey Pinard. We'll see. I'd be okay with that. So if you found it, I have not. I'm, I'm doing my best. I just have a feeling that he. I just have a feeling that he was, that he was somewhere else, or that he was like a, he was at least in Pittsburgh system or something, and then he. I. I. I just. Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking at that. Um, before we get to the the big guy, we should get to the first overall big guy. And that's right. uh, that's Slavkovsky. He um, he he was pretty harsh on himself. He he did not like his tournament. I don't know what he was. Maybe he felt he had to dominate every game and put up a dozen points per game, or I don't know what he was looking to do. But in my view, he showed really well. I think he did. Um, he didn't. Uh, you know, we didn't light it up on the scoreboard, but he made some good. He made some very good passes. He was very physical. Um, he he had kind of like a his drive was there. His forecheck, um, that pass that he made to uh, Mesher, who scored the shorthanded goal. I thought that was a beauty. Um, I think that the media and the fans were a little bit too rough on him. Uh, this is a guy that, uh, just like everyone mm-hmm. else, he hasn't played a lot of hockey in the last little while. Uh, this is kind of like a mishmash of players um you can say all you want you know they always say he's this big he should be doing this he should be dominating he should be this some people are already calling him a bust and it's like that's not warranted <laughs> right right it's not warranted um you can't you can't say that off of two games at a rookie tournament like it's it is what it is like um those guys welcome those, to have twitter right well yeah exactly so I think that his showing was just fine. Did he score? No. Did he have some good chances? Did he create some chances? Absolutely. Uh, I want to see what he can do with an NHL center. Right. Yeah, I so... want to see what he can do with uh, NHL players passing on the puck and, and create and him yeah. creating space for them because he made some very good plays that, that there just wasn't any finish. He was also trying to do way too much. He was yes. covering all of the ice as if he was a center, even though he's a winger. Yeah. And speaking of coverage, he was yeah. usually double teamed, triple teamed, etc., because they knew that they had to do that. And yeah. he was trying to showcase himself. And I think that his teammates were kind of trying to get him the puck a little bit as well. But at the end of the day, I, I, I he, he shouldn't be, he's going to, from the things that he's done, that he's done at the world championships and the Olympics and uh, the, the playoff run and everything, he's going to hold himself to a high standard. And, and, and then being the first overall pick first one ever from Slovakia, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to have a very high standard for himself. And I can see why he's going to be a little bit rough on himself, but you know, don't, don't base, uh, don't base, uh, everything off of two games at a rookie term but what he showed me in those short games i know he didn't put up a ton of points but he showed me he can he knows the lanes to he can find lanes to uh, to build speed on transition he's able to win board battles and take that puck to the net directly which is that's a skill set in and of itself um he he knows how to use his reach he played 
pro in, in Liga last year against men. So he, he already knows that he doesn't just get by on his physical aspects. He knows that he has to use them as tools towards puck protection, whereas instead of just barreling over people, right. even though he can. Uh, the game against Buffalo, he was coming across the middle and uh, one of the Sabres defenders came over thinking that he's going to blow him up. And Slavkovsky just shrugged it off as if it was a fly. Yeah, then Ken Kondata came in and was like, "You can't do that." <laughs> yeah. All right. So not only did he get blown up by Slavkovsky when he was throwing the hit, he got punched in the face for it. All right. So, oh, Tornigay was not drafted. He was invited to Anaheim's main camp. That's ah. what it was. So that's why he's in a. Go. That's why he's in a Anaheim jersey in a lot of his pictures. Oh, there you go. There you go. Fun facts. Fun facts. Yeah. With Matt. <laughs> but uh, but back to Slavkovsky, uh, just one more little point that I uh, that I saw during the two games that he played was you mentioned the double teaming. Uh, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that they cannot handle him physically. Yo. And I think that's going to translate to the NHL as well. There's going to be a lot of people that can't handle his size. And he drags defenders in behind the net, leaving massive open spaces in yeah. front if he can which, if he can which and, he, and he already has but if he can learn yeah. how to use that size to his advantage not only in front of the net but board battles i could see this guy be an absolute beast at 238 yeah. pounds at 18 years old and i i think he's going to drop a little bit of that but this is a guy that's Over still time. that's still growing into his body, and then yeah. he's and he's going into his first year of uh, NHL hockey. He's still learning his game. He's still learning his craft, etc. Like this guy, I, I want to say that if he can get his that size, I, I, I'm looking at a guy. I'm not, and I'm not comparing the two. So before YouTube and fucking spotify and apple and everything blows up but if he can get his if he can learn how to do board battles the way a guy like yager did similar size right and i can already next feel door, it blowing next up. door country I, all right i can either I can, I can already feel it blowing up but he's got that kind of size or so send your hate mail to yeah. at snakebite 350 <laughs> on twitter uh, he he will respond to all hate mail yeah. with smiling pictures. Absolutely, but uh, but 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 I I, I see this guy and and how he moves, and for a guy that's that big, he moves so well. And that's the thing. Now he's you can't teach size. He's got it, you, yeah. and he skates as if he's a five foot seven player. Right, right. It, that is the combination yeah. you rarely see. So I, I'm just he's got the potential to become something special. I'm just wondering, with that size, will the power forward part of his game come? Um, I'm not talking about another guy no. similar size. Not again, similar size. Not saying that this player is going to turn into Alexander Ovechkin. However. <laughs> We've got a guy that is that big that and you, you've seen Ovechkin and, and I've seen him play live. I know you have as well. And this guy for his size, he moves like a son of a bitch. He'll hit you through the boards. I'm wondering if 
Slavkovsky, if even if he played half of that physical with the scoring touch, with the Yager board battles, <laughs> where they're, they're looking like they got a pretty complete player. <laughs> Uh, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Matt Smith is calling this the the love child of Yarmer Yager and Alexander Ovechkin. Yeah. Look out, world. Yeah. <laughs> we can no, only I, hope. We I, can I, only hope. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It, if that ever did happen, holy shit. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. It, it, the size, the speed, the uh, the hands. He He could put all of it together and become something really, really special. Yeah. And that's the hope in the long term. But for this year, what I really just want to see from him is taking down a notch because that that need to do everything. Yeah, he needs to simplify. Play within your game. He needs to simplify so, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Use yeah. his use his. Uh, and, and again, he was trying to showcase himself, and I think the team yeah. was trying to showcase him as well. Um, but he also didn't have NHL players to pass the puck to. Or get past to. But then you flip that. He also wasn't playing against NHL players. True. Right? So, but at the same time, you watch him play in previous tournaments. Uh, he does the same thing. He does. Because he's he is the man when he's playing for his home country. Right. And that's the style of play that he's bringing to this. So if he can learn that he doesn't have to be the man and yeah. do everything and play within his own game, we're going to see him explode right. at that point. Right. And like for like, he, when he played at the Olympics, started on the fourth line and yeah. by the end of it, he was on the top line. He scored seven goals in seven games. So the secret is for the Yager Vetchkin to come out, he has to start on the Habs fourth line. Yeah. And work his way up to the top line. <laughs> was it O'Yager or is it going to be Yager Vetchkin? I don't know. Yeah, Yvechkin. We'll, figure we'll, fi- we'll figure it out. <laughs> I like Yvechkin. <laughs> Yvechkin. There we go. So everybody's looking for a nickname for him. Um, there you go. Yvechkin. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, the last player that we could talk uh, that I'd like to talk about is is, is Arbor Jackeye. Do I go to, do so, I, do I would, get a Jackeye or do I do a Mesher really quick? Yeah, do measure. Okay. Another guy. First round pick, Slovakian player, friends with Slavkovsky. He was he was a he was a guy that uh I thought again played extremely well, scored in the games that he played, played the wing, played center, got a promotion to go up to uh to to play center with Slavkovsky. Um again, uh really good hands, great shot. Nose to the net. I think he's uh, well worth of that first round pick. Some people said that it was a bit of a reach. I think that it was, uh, you know, well within uh, first round parameters for a late uh, first round pick at 26th overall. Um, for me, it's going to be what's going to happen to him next. Because uh, as I know that there's talks of him going back and playing in uh, in Europe, uh, not necessarily the Slovakian league, but maybe going to Sweden. Uh, he could go to the AHL, he go to the NHL, or he go to the Kitchener Rangers. I kind of hope he goes to Kitchener. I really do. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Well, it was came out uh, during the weekend that that was the plan, or that's where he was going to end up. But now it's uh, 
since then it's kind of been walked back a little bit and every option is still on the table. Right. They're not hundred percent sure. And, and honestly, I'm glad that they've walked that back a little bit. Let him go to the main camp. Cause I think he's earned a spot there. Right. See how he does and how his game has evolved and what needs, what needs he has, and then place him where it fits best to develop those, right. those aspects. Because, you know, he can come here, come to North America now, play in Laval or play in Kitchener to get acclimatized to the North American style game, the size of the rink and blah, blah, blah. But if he needs to work on other things that he can do in in Slovakia, yeah. do it there. Yeah. Either way, he's, he's going to be contract, a good, he's, not he's, a big deal. He's, yeah, either way, he's under contract. He's uh, he's going to be a guy to watch over the next couple of years. I, th- I still think he's a couple of years out. Well, guaranteed. Yeah, we're looking at like three years before he's yeah. capable of an NHL jump. And I know a lot of people look at him and say, well, look, he's so small. He's not. He's a normal sized person. Yeah. Just compared to Slavkowski, he's a midget. Right, right. Or Arbor Jackeye. <laughs> Arbor Jackeye. Oh, Who's that getting a, SOB. Who is getting a lot, and I mean a lot of tweets, uh, from the Canadians <laughs> uh, fan base and from, especially from Ottawa's fan base. Yeah, uh, to start it off, I'd just like to point out uh, the hypocrisy that is coming from that very small yet vocal fan base on Twitter. I remember Griba just absolutely destroying Eller and all those same accounts and all those same people saying, hey, don't don't show up if you don't want to get hurt. Right. Right. So. Back at you, right. you know, like. It's it's a rookie tournament, yeah. Or when Jake Evans got yeah. hurt against Ottawa at a rookie tournament. Exactly. And was stretched yeah. off with a late hit. Yeah, they're sending yeah. their AHL goon out there to go after people at a rookie tournament. Right. Way right. to go. Right. In this case, it's a defenseman whose game is built on that physical aspect. And it's, yes. he's not just physical. He is legit mean. Yes. Oh, now it's going to be going to be some time before he can make the NHL jump, but I think he's going to play really well in Laval and he has that, that mean streak. That he's, got aspect that of he's got that old school, he does that old school defenseman in him. And he's mobile as well. He can he move is. the puck. Well, he he's, is he when can skate well, when, uh, when he went to Canadians camp, and was getting the extra ice time, and he he went to main camp, and then he ends up going in and getting a contract. I would have talked more about this kid if I would have known how to pronounce his name. And then I finally now was, it, and now I finally, and then they're like, "Oh, they they pronounced Jack," and I was like, "I'm going to talk about this guy now." As I can say it, <laughs> I was like, "Key Key J," <laughs> so I have a fucking idea. <laughs> But we're not going to forget. Buy a vowel. Yeah, but we know about this guy now. And if you want to know more about this guy, head on to Hockey Fights and check out the uh, the many tilts this guy has had. A lot of them are some of the top tilts of, especially of the last season. Um, check them out. If you haven't watched the fight with Masakot, definitely go check that out. It's definitely on there. No, Mascot's going to watch it because he can't remember it. Yeah. And you know what? Good on him for sticking up for his teammate. True. I mean, right? he's and also he, someone he, that... Right? And he went looking for it. 
He it did. was well he was behind the play. Right? Right? Yeah, it's well behind the play. He went for it. And I won't get too much into the fight, but I like how Jack I he accepted the fight, how he handled himself during the fight and after the fight. He landed his big punch, helped him down to the ice. He didn't let him just drop, which he definitely could have done because he was going down. And exactly. no extra right, no extra shots afterwards, helped him down to the ice skated off the ice yeah and it's not like uh it's not like mascot's this tiny little guy he's six four two fifteen. i mean yeah, he's a big guy too yeah he's a big dude and yeah. he is he's got a few fights under his belt as well uh and this was all because jack i was finishing all of his checks and they but felt that one game. of them was a late hit yeah even though the puck literally just left the guy's stick less than a second before right. I mean, yes, the guy, the guy he hit got hurt a bit and had to leave the game. But when you six foot four, two thirty eight defenseman comes barreling in and nails you, that's going to hurt. Right. But he talked about, he talked about um, that part of his game, not being his only part of the game. And that exactly is, that is kind of what come out, that did come out this weekend. However, um, he even said he was running around a little bit too much in the first game, and then he let them come to him in the second in the in the second game that he played, which was the which was the game against Ottawa. And I thought that was his it was uh it was his better showing. Let's just say that he wasn't trying to force yeah. anything as much. You saw he he does skate well. He knows how to finish his checks. He can definitely drop the gloves, and. We saw it in uh, when he got traded to Hamilton. When he was Kitchener, he played very well as well. He was a, a just under a point of game player before he went to Hamilton, and then all of a sudden he goes to the Memorial Cup, and frozen. So yeah, Matt's frozen. Anyway, um, I'm sorry in that in the, in the oh wait. This isn't a guy that might not the you is. know he might not make the team at a right he might not make the team at a camp, right he might not make the team at a camp. But this is a this is a player that people should be excited about, and some people are already calling them like the Romanov replacement and all this stuff. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there. I loved Romanov. I wish they didn't have to move him. However, they do play a similar game. It's just one is 30, 40 pounds heavier. Yeah, and Jack Eye's ticket to the NHL is going to be that aspect of his game. Absolutely. But what he's what he's doing, he's also rounding out his game a little bit. He's adding a little bit more mobility. He's at, he's got to work a little bit on his puck handling skills. Uh, yes. It's still it's still raw. I mean, he's going to be a he's a late bloomer. Yes. So a cup in a year or so, I think he could become an NHL regular on a bottom pairing. Right. He's that guy that you can put out for some penalty kill time and play on a bottom pairing or put out when you really need some muscle. No problem with that. And the thing is, uh, that's going to be his ticket in and and teams need that. They need that defensive defenseman. It's just the fact that he is a throwback old school defensive defenseman that not only will hit you, he will, he will drop, he will drop you as well. If, if need be. Yeah. He's got a he's got like a mix of a Ben Sherratt and uh, I don't know 
uh, Lyle Oderline. Right. I guess I, I, I'm thinking like for for the physical side, I'm I'm looking at uh, an old Stars defenseman and Mark Fistrick. There's a name I haven't all heard right. in a while. Like this was a guy that like he could Fister. All right, he could really hit, and he could and he he hit to hurt. Yeah, yeah, so. and it he played. I think he played around the same time with the Stars as uh, Darren Hatcher. I'm not 100 sure to be honest. I'd have to look. But, you, up, but. It, even even the even if he didn't, it's an that's another defenseman that hit to hurt, and right. it's a throwback to the '90s style defenseman and. You look at the last Canadians Stanley Cup run, and they had a few of them. So, I mean, and you look at any team that has made it to the final in the last four or five years, they all have at least one guy like that. Right. Yeah. So that's something that, you know, it's worth trying to develop. And no one's here saying that he's going to become anything more than a third pairing kind of guy, but you need those kinds of guys on a third pairing. You do. You do, and, they, and you said that's that's his ticket. That's how he's going to punch himself yeah. in, and that's what he's going to do. He'll punch his way right? in, <laughs> but uh, but that's what he's going to do with the in the AHL level too, right? And, yeah, and, absolutely. And, and there's a lot of, especially Sens fans that are out there saying that, um, uh, Tuchuk's going to go after him if he's up at the sure, NHL, sure, or oh, yeah. uh, Sabrin's going to go after him, or whatever else. It's like. You know what? There, there. Okay. He is gonna at one point. He's gonna find someone that's gonna be a, a really good matchup for him. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's not gonna be those two, right? But he's you know he's gonna find that he plays that kind of game. There's some really big boys out in the AHL that are gonna have no problem dropping the gloves with him, and he's gonna find some. You know, he's gonna find some. Let's just call them worthy dance partners, guys that are gonna end up. You're, you know, uh, putting up a really good scrap with them. It's going to happen. I think this is a kid that uh, that could be flirting with the in the heavyweight range in the NHL right. today. Right. Some a Ryan Reeves is someone that I think he can match up with. I'd like. To I'm see not it saying someday. he can win. I'd like to see it. Someday. Yeah. Yeah. And as for Brady, Pachuk, um, <laughs> if he wanted to fight him, go for it. Yeah. Win or lose, I don't give two shits because if you're the Montreal Canadiens and Brady Kachuk is going after Arbor Jacki, you've just given up your best player right. to take out a third pairing defender. Way to go. Right. 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 And, and not, not to get off topic, but like I, I would really like to see. I, I know that's part of Tachuk's game. Kinda. But, but uh, I know it's like that, that physical part of it is, is, is part of his game and, and good on him for doing so. Yeah, but uh, not the fighting part. Yeah, but like I, I, I like to see what he could do with playing that style, but not playing at the, you know, taking the next step in the physical parts type style, right? Like not the not the uh, instigator type style, right? True, and to be honest, he Kachuk is going to be a very, very good player for many, many years. Yes, he will. But he's he is more important to the Sens on the ice yeah. than defending teammates with fists. Right. Because who's to say that if that fight ever did happen, that one of them, let's just call it Jack Eye, if for in this in this instance, landed that punch that put him on his back, and now you're out your captain 
possibly yeah. long term because because of that right yeah. what if he does get concussed he loses yeah. the fight or even if he wins he That's lands right. on and like and we've seen how ovechkin can throw a punch sashnikov yes right <laughs> <laughs> exactly so i mean i'm just glad that he got under the Sens fan skins because right. it means that he is doing exactly what he needs to do to yeah. take that next step I agree. So I look forward to seeing him play. Way to go, Arbor. Uh, you know, I live just outside of Belleville. So anytime that uh, Laval's in town, I, I definitely want to go down and, and, uh, and check him out wearing and kind of, kind of follow his, uh, follow his development. Wearing your Jack eye Jersey. I might just have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Is there, is there anything else you wanted to cover? Nothing off the top of my head. Just uh, I'm happy to be back, back by the mic. Um, looking forward to uh, to main camp starting. And uh, the only thing that I'll throw in, uh, a guy that surprised me was uh, was John Parker Jones. Wouldn't be surprised if you see uh, EC. You know, it's maybe a two way AHL deal thrown in there. See what he see what he's got. But for a guy that's uh, more of a, it's played defense, played the wing, six foot seven. You know, two hundred twenty five, two hundred thirty pounds. I thought he's he breakaway that, speed. Yeah. Breakaway speed. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he, you know, I thought he, I thought he played well. He had a fight in there. Yeah. Uh, he didn't do anything uh, too crazy. Uh, I, I thought for a, for a guy on a PTR on a, on a PTO. Uh, I thought that, uh, I thought he looked just fine. I wouldn't mind seeing him get, get that contract. His uh, Twy Rivera is going to need some players as will, uh, as will, um, uh, Laval, but uh, the one the one negative I'm going to put out it was uh, was uh, Verbeck's game. I, I, I we we talk about uh, Canadians goaltending prospects every now and then, and I just don't think it was his best showing. Like they, he played Mercer played and Cologne played, and Verbeck had the worst game out of the three, and he's the only one that's under uh, a pro contract right now with an AHL contract with Laval. He's likely going to be in Trois Rivieres. Um, I just was hoping a little bit more out of them. Yeah, but, uh, but on the on the Parker Jones part, I I agree. I think he's earned himself uh, at least a call up to the main camp, or if not, wait until the AHL camp, sign him to a two way deal. I I like right. that idea. Yeah. Uh, adding that kind of size, adding that kind of strength, I, I'm all for it. Yeah. Um. Any other any other thoughts before that's we all sign off? That's all I got. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to the season starting. Looking forward to the uh, to the main camp. Some uh, exhibition games thrown in there, and uh, that's the one reason I'm I'm kind of happy to be back from overseas. So I'm not going to miss you know two almost two months of the season. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm just happy to be back. Happy doing this, and uh, really looking forward to uh, another. Uh, what's called a season of, uh, of Habs unfiltered. Um, our, uh, our following has been, has been growing more and more. Uh, while I was away, I saw that uh, you guys were able to pick up some, uh, some, uh, some very, uh, some very good guests. And uh, I'm really hoping that we can continue that with this uh, upcoming season. We did it with a promise that you'd sign 
some pictures to send okay. to them. So uh, okay. we're going to have to get working on that. Right. If I'm on Bill Guerin's desk, I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, before we sign off, I'd just like to point out uh, that as uh, today we recorded, it's 19th of September. Uh, it, this was the day that Queen Elizabeth II was interred. And as we're all serving members, we've all sworn an oath to the Queen uh, to be loyal servants. And that includes her heirs and successors. So uh, God save the Queen. Long live the King. And with that, uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in, whether you're on on the live stream here on YouTube or you wait until the following day to listen to us on your drive into work or however you do it. We appreciate the fact that you are spending some time with us and we love the fact that you guys are sending us ideas, you're sending us comments, you're you're making fun of us, you're, you're whatever it is. It, any interaction with us, we really appreciate that. It shows that we're all just having fun with what uh, with this whole thing because this is just social media. It's not real life. So let's just enjoy it and have fun with it. So again, thank you very much. And if you're talking about it, so are we. <laughs>